You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. everyone and welcome to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. I'm your host KC and we have a great show for you guys tonight. So this is yet another roundtable episode of the Sega Lounge. We did one a few months ago uh, at the start of this new season of the Sega Lounge and as I said then uh, every once in a while we'll have some friends over and we'll record like a little chat um, and talk about what's been happening on uh, in the world of Sega, how we're you know seeing all the new releases, all the new news, uh, what we're expecting of Sega and Atlas in the future. So that's what we'll be doing today. Uh, we have a few friends over. We'll have Ryan from the Nintendo Fun Club podcast who is actually also a big Sega fan. We'll have Graham from Sega Nerds and Mega Visions, and we'll have our own A Winner Was You, and they'll all be uh, chatting with me in a bit about what's been going on in the world of Sega. But uh, if you're listening in, that means you'll want to join in uh, on the fun of Discord. So join us, radiose.ga slash discord, radiose.ga. .ga slash discord that's where the magic happens where all the cool people are so join us there for some fun times during the show or tweet at Radio Sega if you just want to let us know you're listening in and have any thoughts or comments about tonight's show that being said uh, tonight we don't have a news desk with Shedded. Full disclosure, this has been recorded, the whole show has been recorded during the weekend and this Monday, so uh, we don't have enough news to, to justify a, a whole uh, news desk segment for this week's episode, but uh, Shedded will be back with the news desk in the next episode of the Sega Lounge. However, to make up for that, we do have a review. So, Sega recently released Endless Space 2 by Amplitude Studios on the PC, and uh, we have our own Dr. Skotnik to review the game tonight on the Sega Lounge, talking about his experience with the game, his thoughts, and you know if you should get it or not. So this comes from a newcomer to the series, a newcomer to the genre, and that's probably your case, so this is a review you don't want to miss to learn more about Endless Space 2. So without further ado, we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. We have actually a longer than usual show. Uh, Winner Resume is back with members of Sega as well. Stick around, let's just play the main theme of Endless Space 2, a soundtrack which you can now request on Radio Sega, and then we'll have Dr. Skotnik's review of Endless Space 2. Afterwards, the first part of our roundtable.
is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. Going into Endless Space 2, I felt intimidated. I had never played a game like this before, and the term 4x strategy didn't sound all that inviting to me. But after spending some time understanding the mechanics, I found Endless Space 2 to be a refreshing new experience that I intend to keep playing for a long time to come. This is Radio Sega's review of Endless Space 2 on the PC. After you choose one of 8 empires, you are put into your starting solar system in a massive galaxy. The game is progressed for a turn-based system where you make strategic decisions on how you want to better improve your empire, building up your empire's wealth, technology, agriculture and weapons, managing the governments of your planets, creating new laws and building new fleets of spaceships as you make your way into the galaxy for conquest or for peace. After you have made choices on how to progress your empire, it is as simple as going to the next turn to seeing the effects of your choices take place, to better or worsen your influence over the galaxy. As you explore you come across new planets, stars, asteroid belts to mine, and other intelligent life forms that you can either pit war against to take all of their resources, or create trade agreements with to better your economy and technology. Some alien races act more hostile, while others are more kind, so figuring out the politics of each empire and trying to maintain healthy relations is difficult yet satisfying. I managed to maintain somewhat healthy relations with a war-thirsty alien race by paying them a lot of money not to invade me, which worked well until I forgot a payment and lost my entire system to them. Endless Space 2 has a very enjoyable soundtrack as tradition of a Sega game, taking some inspiration from other sci-fi games, movies and television shows, with one song sounding coincidentally like a song from my favourite show, Doctor Who. The game has great sound design with unique voices for each alien race and many memorable jingles that you'll be coming to whenever you hear them. Along with the enjoyable music, the presentation of the game is very aesthetically pleasing with a lot of unique looking planets and an easy to use UI. However, with my time with the game so far, I have come across issues where the game locks and won't allow me to continue. After an attempted reinstall of the game, I found out it was indeed a game breaking glitch and not a bad install. However, after making some adjustments in the settings, disabling a feature, I was able to progress with my conquest of the galaxy. Amplitude are intending to patch this soon, but it's a shame these issues would have been addressed while in early access. Overall, Endless Space 2 was a massive surprise for me. I went into it expecting not to particularly enjoy it and be bored to death by it. But once I started, I couldn't stop playing. Sega have become a big name in the PC strategy market, with not only the long-running and beloved Total War games, but with the newly acquired Relic Entertainment and PlaySport developers. Amplitude Studios are a new welcome to the family, and it's opened me up to try out new genres of games I don't usually try. 
Radio Sega. Playing the best Sega music 24 7. You're listening to Radio Sega, this is the Sega Lounge. Welcome back. It's time for our roundtable part of the show. And so it's my pleasure to welcome, welcome back actually, some good friends to the show. Hello guys. So let's start, let's start with uh, Owen Rizu. Hello. Hello, it's good to be back again. Great I've not been on for a while, but uh, I'm really looking forward to doing this. Awesome. Thanks for for being here. Uh, Also on uh, the show we have Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Oh, great to have you here, as per usual. And um, and Graham, good friend of the show. Hello, Graham. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Sexy man, Graham. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's how we used to introduce you um, in, in previous shows, so we need to keep doing yeah. that uh so how <laughs> have like you guys been like doing happy. lately <laughs> uh, not bad thanks yeah uh, i haven't yeah. had much time for games but i'll try to squeeze in as much as possible excellent yeah so it's yeah. going good going good over here but yeah yeah awesome cool. so let's let's start by so we have a few topics to discuss like just like last time so this is like i think the second episode second round table episode we do this season so uh every once in a while we like to you know gather some of our friends and just uh, talk about some stuff that's been happening uh, in the world of sega so that's what we've we'll do in the next minutes uh, next few minutes but uh, let's start with uh, what you guys have been up to. So, uh, we'd like to talk about games you've been playing in the past few months. So, the round, the, the last roundtable episode we had was in, like, uh, February, perhaps, I think. So, it's been a, a while. January, February. January, February. I can't, I'm not sure at, uh, entirely, but it's been a while. So, what have you guys been up to? What games have you been playing? Let's start uh, with, with Ryan. Sure. So, I guess um, I picked out... A few games that I thought would be relevant to the show. I mean, I've been playing a ton since uh, since last time we talked. First one is uh, I just finished earlier in the week uh, Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadows of Valencia um, on the 3DS. And the reason I wanted to br- bring this one up here is because it actually reminded me a ton of um, the Shining Force games, like the original. Um, I guess the original trilogy, um, specifically Shining Force 3. Um, And the reason for that is there's a lot more, you know, it's your typical, like, you know, strategy RPG type gameplay, um, you know, that's been around forever. But um, what's really cool about this one is there's a lot more focus on, like, exploration. Um, You explore towns and you actually explore dungeons, too, and, like, fight enemies on the map. Um, which is kind of a departure for the series, um, which had been more just like you kind of just move from dot to dot on a map and then there's a battle there. Um, and a lot of the focus in more recent Fire Emblem games has been on like relationship building, like um, getting married, stuff like that. But this is like kind of like it's a remake of an old Famicom Fire Emblem game. And this kind of goes back to like the basics of the genre. It's like, you know, like warring nations, like pretty simple story, you know, Mm -hmm. childhood friends, like coming up in an army. And yeah, I really, really love the game. And like the whole time, I just it just kept reminding me of uh, Shining Force, which 
you know, makes me happy because that's one of my favorite series of all time, especially those early games. Awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's exciting. I might have to pick that up because, yeah, Shining Force is one of my favorites as well in that genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not like a direct, like, one-to-one. It was just, like, kind of the vibe it was giving cool. me. And uh, I hadn't really felt that from recent uh, Fire Emblem games. Nice. Awesome. Anything else, Ryan, that you'd like to mention? One of the games um, we're probably going to talk about in another um, segment here, so I'm going to um, leave out uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris for now, because um, I assume we're going to be talking about that a little bit later in the I won't. Know, Sega's games of 2017. Oh, I, really? I won't be leaving that out <laughs> from the games I've been playing. Because oh, I've been playing I mean, that a lot. That, yes, that I've been okay, playing that Okay, then I'll, I'll save that for you then. <laughs> I just I knew it was going to come up, so I'm like, I don't know if I want to drop this right now. But the other thing is, um, on the Nintendo Switch, I've been playing a lot of Neo Geo games. Um, and kind of the big ones recently that I've really been just loving on there are uh, Blazing Star, which is like a side-scrolling, um, like, shoot-em-up. Uh, it's the sequel to Pulse Star. It's just really, really solid. It looks great, sounds great. Like, it's, you know, if you're into, like, Thunder Force or, you know, any of those, like, old-school shooters, like, it's so good. And then uh, uh, Fatal Fury Mark of the Wolves, um, which, you know, um, had a Dreamcast release, which was the first way I ever played it. Um, and this is, you know, the actual, like, straight-up arcade port, and, uh, and it's so good. It's so good. One of, like, the best 2D fighting games ever, so I've really been enjoying, um, playing that, because I love just, I love playing these Neo Geo games on the Switch, just playing them on that, like, nice screen, um, in, like, portable mode. It's just, uh, it's nice to be able to just boot those up and play for, like, short sessions, so, yeah. Awesome, yeah. Definitely. Okay, that's great. So, uh, a winner is you. How about you? What I've been playing this week has been uh, Dark Souls 2 on the um, PS4. Um, I'm doing quite well on that. Um, I'm actually near the end of the game, but uh, still got the DLC bits to do, so I'm still not quite done with it. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of that and uh, been enjoying it. I've also been playing a fair bit of Samurai Warriors 4. Um, just a few weeks um, before actually realising there's a new one out that just came out last week. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've actually nearly done all the stories on that. And I think more bits of uh, Ease Origin on them. Um, because that was recently released on PS4, so I thought that's definitely a good one to have for the uh, console. Oh yeah, awesome. I think it's so good. One. And a little bit. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that at the moment. Um, uh, a little bit of Resident Evil Code X, as that was recently released on the PS4, and I thought, yeah, okay, why not? Because <laughs> you know, I do like that game. It's uh, the PS2 version, right? Yes. The, um, Is the that first different to the uh, PS4? Yeah, that's, um, that was the first one to have the Code X, which had all the extra cutscenes with Wesker in them. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Does it look and play well on PS4? be honest, I, th I think it doesn't look that much worse than the HD port, to be honest. Although that's probably the one way to go for if um, you're really not that fussed about it. I mean, I've also been playing... I've got quite a lot of games at London Comic Con, so I've been playing those. 
You know, I got like Thunder Force 3 finally, which I've always been wanting for ages. And uh, I got the Saturn version of Mega Man X3. That's not bad, although uh, a bit, little bit on the slow side and loading times, especially at the very beginning, are quite bad. Uh, <laughs> I had Zany Golf on the Mega Drive. Uh, Probotector as well, actually, which was on the... Um, the oh. European version of Contra Hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am very bad at it, but that but it is really good. And uh, Hellfire. Yeah, it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> They're really hard. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And uh, Hellfire as well on the Mega Drive. Oh, yeah, of course. But, uh, yeah, that's a really good game. And uh, one I'm really glad I, I managed to get. Um... And uh, one I'm not as bad as uh, bad at as I used to be. Uh, I managed to get off the first level without losing a single life, which, considering I couldn't even get get off the first level first time I played it, not bad going. So yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been playing a lot. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Oh, and I have Rise Star on the Game Gear as well. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. God, I love that game. Yeah, and it's kind of different yeah. from the the Mega Drive version, right? Apparently so. Yes, it looks uh, quite different from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I think it's got a few different levels I believe not really sure I've not actually had the chance to really play that much but um, but yeah from what I hear it is a bit different to make sure I am looking forward to giving that some if I ever do <laughs> awesome okay some nice ones uh, Graham what about you Ooh, I've been playing quite a few things I'm actually going to save a couple for um, one of our later things but I could mention them here um like one, of the, one of the ones I'm just going to mention is Caligula Effect, which is an Atlas game on mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation Vita. Uh, also Vanquish on the PC. Um, but a um, couple of things I've been really playing a lot of is um, I actually recently got a Retro Freak. And I don't know if you guys know what that is. Or Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that the, uh, the console thing that lets you use to use the actual cartridges? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Um, NES cartridges, Super, Super Nintendo cartridges, Mega Drive... Uh, Game Gear, um, SG-1000 cartridges and stuff and it's quite cool because you can actually put an SD card in the back and if you put a cartridge in it, it will save the actual game to the SD card so you never have to keep using your cartridges you can just literally pop the cartridge in and it'll save it or if you want to, you can download ROMs off the internet and just use them there but it's pretty cool But Um, no one one ever does that because Everyone. No, 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 no. That's, that's wrong. <laughs> if you own the game, though, you can plug it in and it will save it, <laughs> which I think is a really awesome feature. And it has other things like it has save states and stuff, you know, so kind of like playing an emulator on your PC, but it's actually a console. And I got I got the premium version, which comes with a little adapter box, so you can actually plug in, like, Mega Drive and Super Nintendo controllers. So you can play with all the original controllers, but it nice. does come with, like, a sort of Super Nintendo-style controller. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played quite a few games on it. But yeah, I've been playing the Retro Freak. It's awesome. I've been playing tons of games uh, on that. Um, and another game, just to mention, is I recently got uh, Deus Ex uh, Mankind Divided on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oh, really, yeah. It was like £5 in Sainsbury's. Uh, so <laughs> a Windows U, if you if you go to Sainsbury's. I don't know if is Sainsbury's in other countries. I know it's in the UK, but... Uh, yeah, go and pick it up because it's like five pounds in Sainsbury's right now, um, and it's pretty good. I, I love the Deus Ex game, so I'm pretty happy with it so far. But yeah, so that's that's what I've been playing. 
Awesome, awesome. Actually, I did also forget to mention I I had been playing a little bit of Veteran Odyssey Untold on the uh, 3DS. Oh, nice. That's basically a remake of the original um, Veteran Odyssey, except it has a, an additional story mode. I personally haven't bothered with that. I'm just going straight into classic mode and just uh, creating my own characters and just. Is that the the Fafnir Knight one? Uh, or is that... No, the first one's called the Millennium Girl. Oh, okay. I think the second one. I I just. Ask because I like I like the word, Fafnir. <laughs> <laughs> great uh, Yuzo Koshiro soundtrack. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yes, That's great. Yes, very sixteen bit. Yeah, what, one of the reasons I, I I really am happy because uh, Sega bought Atlas is because we can add some Adrian Odyssey soundtracks now, <laughs> and it's, it's great, amazing soundtracks actually. I just remember. Sorry, I actually just remember one game as well, uh, the Dragon's Trap. Oh. Has anyone been playing that? Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 I was going so to mention Switch. that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Such a good game. Amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's my turn, right? Um, so so yeah, yeah. Let's let's start with that. Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap. It's amazing. It's really really good. Um, I, I got it. I, I've basically been playing on my Switch. You know, I actually uh, don't have much time or haven't had much time lately to, to play games. So I've been playing on my Switch every day. Um, I'm kind of addicted to, to the Switch. Uh, and one of the games I've been playing uh, is Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap. It's a really, really good game. It's It's got amazing features. I'm not going to talk about that because we've got a, we had a review uh, a couple of months ago and everything. So, you know, just if you guys haven't bought it yet you should it's amazing just go go play it um another one i've been playing uh is puyo puyo tetris so yeah uh i i blame my wife for that she's (laughs) she's addicted to it so the uh, another reason i don't have much time to play is because my wife steals my switch so so she can play <laughs> Puyo Puyo Tetris. So that's another reason I haven't played that much games. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris is is really good. Um, yeah, I have a I have a quick wife story about yeah? that. Oh, um, please, <laughs> on my end. Yeah, we uh we actually um, last weekend my wife and I took um took my Switch to um, the park and we just uh, sat in a pavilion at a picnic table and just propped up the Switch with the kickstand and we Uh both just pulled off uh, a Joy-Con and we just sat there playing uh, competitive swap mode in um, (laughs) Puyo Puyo Tetris for like an hour just sitting out. It was like a real nice day, great weather and uh, yeah, it was like, it was a lot of fun. It's the first time I'd actually done that with the Switch. But um, and that's like a perfect game for it. Yeah. Oh, I awesome. I I never uh, get my wife to play games with me, but Puyo Puyo Tetris changed that, so it's amazing. Uh, we've played it outside as well. Uh, a few weeks ago, we went to the beach, and so we I just took out my Switch and we just sat there <laughs> and played for a bit. So it's 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 been great. For that, just for that, the reason that I can get her to to play games with me, that's just awesome. Uh, and and she can beat me in in Puyo mode. So she, if she plays Puyo, she can you know kick my ass. So <laughs> that's that's great. Um, I don't know what else to mention. Oh, I've been playing uh, some Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Also got that for the Switch. I already. Oh, had you've been the, playing the new um, campaign. 
Yeah, I I I uh, had played the, the original one, uh, the Shovel Knight campaign on on the 3DS, and I decided to get the whole thing for the Switch. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm a fan of the, the original one, and uh, the Spectre Knight campaign is amazing. It's really really great. It's it's I think it's the best one. Not too sure about so the too. not too sure about the Plague Knight one. Have to say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they, they they did a great job with that one. It's uh, maybe because of the, the the mechanics are a bit hard to get into, I think. But um, but Specter Knight is amazing. It's the best one yet. I Can you for, for, could you actually explain what what Shovel Knight is? I know it's a game. I know it exists. I know what the cover looks like, but I've never played it or never seen it being played. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, think uh, um, it's basically an eight bit style retro platformer. It, kind of feels a bit similar to DuckTales I guess. Okay. That's probably the best comparison. Oh, which of course I've also been playing. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, the, the Shev- Shovel Knight campaign uh, is is quite a bit like um, uh, DuckTales because of the okay. shovel the shovel mechanics. But That's if you play the Spectre Knight campaign is, you know, completely different so Shovel Knight has a, a whole set of new moves. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but oh, it's, great. it's great it's great uh, I have to check it out there's a, there's a yes, so there, there's a hub world which is the tower uh, can't remember now tower of torments I can't really remember the name some tower okay tower of fate no yes perhaps mm, I don't remember not really <laughs> sure not really sure but uh, I there, there's a secret like a secret room in in the tower and there's a challenge uh, you need to you know climb up a, a big section and you know the, the floors there's some lava or something that keeps coming up so you need to be quick and I got addicted to that and I I couldn't reach the top and I played for like a couple of hours or so. I was so addicted to that. I didn't notice time passing. It was amazing <laughs> because it's just great. It's just the best gameplay uh, on, on that game. It, it's amazing. So yes, uh, Shovel Knight, especially the Spectre Knight campaign. Highly recommend mm-hmm. it. Uh, cool. And yeah, so basically th- th- there's that. And also some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as well. So some yeah. Switch. That's basically what I've yeah. been playing. Yeah. Do you know how that compares to the Wii U version? Yeah, it's it's basically the same, I think. Pretty similar. Yeah, just you <laughs> okay. just yeah. have all the DLC right from the start. You don't have to unlock anything. Uh, actually, okay. you do. You have to unlock the the cart parts. But apart from that, I think everything's mm-hmm. unlocked from the beginning. You have the the Zelda, the the F Zero, Animal Crossing uh, stuff. That cut the, the the courses that uh, came out afterwards. Uh, all the characters are unlocked from the, the start as well, and yeah, and it's on the Switch. So a few new characters like the Inklings from mm-hmm. Splatoon, um, Dry Bones, and then the battle mode. Um, oh yeah, it has a it has a much better battle mode um, than the original. But oh. um, other than that, it's uh, it's it's pretty similar. How, how's just... the battle mode better or different? Oh, it's um, it kind of goes back to the kind of classic modes that you got in like Mario Kart 64 and Double Dash. Um, the mode that the original, the Wii U Mario Kart 8 shipped with was it was kind of lame actually. It was mostly you just went on like the same tracks and there was just um, you just kind of raced around the tracks and um, and like 
fought enemies that way. But like the new um, battle mode, they have uh, stages that are specifically designed that are like little mm -hmm. arenas, like I don't know, like Twisted Metal or something. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of different modes, um, different objectives, and stuff like that. It's not just um, they're not all just like. I guess deathmatch or whatever. Um, There's a so it's a uh, lot more like a oh, kind cool, of a cool. cops versus robbers mode there. Yeah, Not, oh, I can't remember nice. the name, but it, it's it's great as well. And if you get caught by the uh, so all the the you know quote unquote cops have uh, piranha plants, and if they <laughs> catch you, you go to the prison to, to go to jail, and then you can free other players that are in jail if you press a button. If you you know. A drive over a button there's on the the floor at some point oh, so cool. yeah it's it's uh, it's great that sounds really fun actually yeah. damn it i need to get a switch uh i've been holding off because i've got a wii u and the only games i'm interested in are mario kart and zelda and i've got them both on my wii u so i'm like i don't need a switch <laughs> but uh, that sounds pretty good <laughs> yeah I, I i was gonna mention zelda but you know i i don't think anyone on radio say wants to to hear me you know talking about Zelda anymore yeah. <laughs> I, I can have a chat with you about Zelda okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, it's all right. don't tempt me it's alright it's alright it's, it's an okay game yeah you know like you know yeah. average uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's out of 10 <laughs> yeah needs more water uh, actually needs less rain uh, so yeah actually yeah. <laughs> so that's those are some good games that you guys mentioned so I think I think that's these are some nice suggestions for people listening to us uh, not many were Sega games but that's alright because you can play other games from other companies <laughs> kids it's okay mm, yeah. don't be afraid uh, <laughs> however <laughs> sorry but only slightly kill you yeah you know <laughs> don't be afraid to live life on the edge um, you just have to explain to Jesus at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You were thinking about Sega games the entire time you were yes. playing. <laughs> it's not cheating. It's not really cheating. Uh, although it is. Uh, so this is obviously the Sega Lounge. So let's let's get on to the, the Sega talk. <laughs> so we've got a, a few topics to, to discuss uh, this week. So let's start with the first one. So um, we've we've it's you know it's June now, uh, and so the first semester of uh, 2017 has almost passed. So um, I would like to know your thoughts and you know uh, on the games that got released so far and what news we got from Sega, etc. So anything, any reactions, any thoughts on what Sega's been doing so far this year? Who wants to go first? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start. I mean, um, I think, like, obviously Puyo Puyo Tetris has kind of been, like, a real highlight for me. Um, I'm so glad that game got localized. Um, I, <laughs> I have played um, Yakuza 0 and Persona 5, um, which were both, like, super well-received games. I honestly haven't played much of either of them. Um, <laughs> and I, I definitely plan on getting back to them. Um, at some point, but I kind of ran into the same issue with both. Like, I really enjoyed them, um, but they're just a little too talky for what I've been in the mood for lately. <laughs> so, um, and it was kind of the same feeling I got from both of them. So, um, I'm definitely going to go back to them at some point, but um, yeah, I haven't, uh, 
I haven't dug too deep into either of those, but I mean, both are great and both have been really well received. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about you, Graham? Um, well, I've been playing quite a few of their releases. Like, I'm so happy about the Vanquish and Bayonetta releases on PC. Oh, yeah. They're so good. Um, and kind of rekindled my love for both games. Um, I loved both games on like the Xbox 360 back in the day and PlayStation 3. But, um, yeah, I haven't, I, I played them obviously back in the day, but it's been a few years since I played them. And I've, I was just playing them again. I was just like, this is so cool, especially Vanquish. Vanquish, I think, was one of the most underrated games last generation. I thought oh, it was so good. good. Yes. But, yes. Um, I've, however, I've also played a couple of Sega games that, or Atlas games as well, that I'm not so fond of. Um, I've been playing <laughs> the Caligula FX. I don't know if anyone's played that. Or not heard really, of it, maybe. Yeah. No, it's, what is that? It's, it's a PlayStation Vita game, and the guy behind it is actually the guy who wrote the first couple of persona games um so it's kind of got a kind of persona feel behind it and you're like these high school kids in school um the whole idea is that you kind of sucks into like this computer world like it's kind of like the matrix effectively but only a few people can really see that it's a computer world and everyone thinks they're just living out their normal lives but they don't actually age they're all high school kids um in this world um and it's like basically there's like this almost Hatsune Miku kind of figure, like this weird electronic pop star who's actually created the world and wants everyone to be happy, but she's kind of been corrupted. Um, and all, all the other people in the world really love her and they follow her, but because you don't, um, they all hate you. So they kind of turn into monsters and they try and attack you and stuff. It's really weird. Miku, um, why? It sounds kind of. <laughs> it sounds kind of weird, and it's kind of a good idea in a way. But the game has so many problems with it. Basically, for every good thing the game does, it does something equally bad. Like, the battle system is really good. Like, really good battle system. It's probably taking me a long time to explain, but... Is, is there a, a, a of... rhythm game aspect to it? No, there's no rhythm game ex- aspect to is it. Is there it's, it's any kind, of, kind like... of relation with the music in some form? From what uh, I've seen, I think... Or is, 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 is that for the story? Thing... Well, okay, there's kind of a thing that... Um, the, the, the pop star lady person she's actually yeah. called uh, it's a weird symbol she's got it's like they pronounce it Mew it's like it looks like a weird U mm-hmm. is the, like the symbol for the girl um, and there's like these composers in the game who make music for her and on each sort of level kind of thing or dungeon you're in uh, they have that music playing like for each composer has one song and that's one of the problems so the songs themselves are actually pretty good songs and like when you go into battle mode like basically when you're walking through the dungeon you kind of just got like an orchestral version instrumental version of the song with no lyrics as soon as you go into battle mode you start hearing the, the her singing and it kind of slips in really nicely but you're literally hearing that one song continuously for a dungeon and the dungeons can take five hours to complete sometimes the first dungeon took me like six hours and i was just like the same song in my head i was like oh my god they're gonna cry <laughs> uh, and the battle system's brilliant it's really good it's uh, it, you kind of you kind of get you kind of line up three attacks for each member of the party you've got but you can actually see what effect your attack's going to have so like you kind of see like a shadow version of the attack happening so you can change when the attack happens and stuff so you can line up attacks it's hard to explain but it's a really good feature mm-hmm. but the battles take ages and after the first few like you just kind of don't want to do the battles anymore so you can, one good thing is you can kind of run around enemies sometimes sometimes they get you but sometimes you can dodge them so it's kind of good but yeah you kind of just don't want to have battles but most of the game is battles and talking 
like you're literally just having like lengthy conversations with people that you just don't care about at all <laughs> and the dungeons are really long it gets really boring <laughs> um but i've been trying to play it to try and finish it because i keep thinking i could i could nearly finished it but i've played it for over 20 hours now and i, I don't seem to be finishing it so yeah it's it's kind of good but also bad it's just yeah um <laughs> it's an acquired i'm, I'm gonna do a full yeah, review <laughs> yeah it's it's like they've taken persona but like not made it not as good um <laughs> Yeah. So just and instead of it, it's got a really uh, hard to memorize name. So maybe we'll we'll just call it not so good persona. Yes, that sounds good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and there was one other game I might mention, but I'll let, let someone else speak for. <laughs> <laughs> so we're waiting with you. Thoughts? Uh, yes, I. Again, I feel um, they've done very well. Uh, again, the PC ports of Bayonetta and Vanquish are very welcome. Uh, the latter of which is actually going to be the focus of Memories of Sega this week. So, uh, yes, I'm going to be hearing a bit more about Vanquish <laughs> very soon. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, I think the Sega game I've mostly been playing was the... Uh, I finally got around to checking out the um, Sega 3D Classics collection, which I played a little bit at London. Nice. Because mm-hmm. those games are just perfect mm-hmm. for uh, that sort of thing, and uh, of course, now you've got this uh, compilation pack. You've got like Power Drift and Puyo Puyo Two and Maze Walker, all of which I've never played before, and I've always been really interested in playing. But yeah, that's the Sega game I've most been playing. That and well, of course, in that terms of Atlas, it's been Edwin Odyssey. Ooh, awesome. Can I just ask on on the 3D Classics collection? Have you played Galaxy Force Two at all? Uh, I haven't played it on that compilation, but I did buy it back when it first came out uh, on its own, and uh, oh, okay. I played that quite a bit. So, well, and, uh, like the downloadable digital version yeah. or something? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I have that too. Cause that, because uh, I've I never one. even heard of, like, I've never heard of that game really before, and played it back in the day, um, and I found it on the 3DS, and I played it, and I thought, this is freaking awesome. I was so impressed with it. And well, I went and Oh. <laughs> I went and bought the Mega Drive version, and the Mega Drive version is not as good. Uh, it's actually a lot slower and harder to control. So yeah, it's a really good version of porting it. it. Thanks, I've, I've only really played that one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, such a cool game. Yeah, but mm. like I say, yeah, the 3DS the classic collection is really well done. Uh, mm. What I really like about it as well is the credit sequence, because you know, sort of like in the oh, sort of yeah. standalone downloadable things, they have like a if you put the credits on you have this little movie as well and loads of really funny things going on and they've done one specifically for 3d classics collection and it is really good yeah i just love i just love the amount of detail they put into these games they even so much they even made the credit sequence actually worth watching <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, that, you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of effort yeah. it says a lot for just how much love and attention they yeah, put into these games yeah yeah, yeah real major props were into there so you're really glad to really do good having them around. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I have to admit, uh, you know, as far as Puyo Puyo Tetris is concerned, I uh, still haven't got around to buying it yet. Um, I, I don't have a Switch. And uh, I'm, uh, the PS4 version is actually quite rare. I mean, I'm just it up on... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's cheaper, though. The Switch version is... Yes, it is. Oh, it's, it's more expensive. Switch. Now I really have to keep a tight um, load of my money because um, I had to get a new PC earlier this week and it 
for that, along with London Comic Con, has taken a bit of a dent to my <laughs> bank balance, so I can't really. Yeah. Even 20 quid is a bit much at the moment, so. Okay, cool. So I think you guys mentioned a lot of good stuff here. Uh, so I, I, I have to say, um, I haven't played a, a few of the games that Sega have have released. I have played basically Yakuza Zero and Puyo Puyo Tetris. So, um, and I have to say, Vanquish. I know everyone says it's a great game. I just, I, I had it on the PS3 and just couldn't get into it. I'm sorry. Oh, so yeah, uh, maybe uh, I need to, I need to give it another try. But um, yes. But if if we if we're talking about uh, underrated games uh, from last gen, I would say Binary Domain. Release that on PC. Oh, damn it! Oh my God! Yes, that's that's. I only wish I got to play. I had the chance to play that more. Oh, I was. I did really like what I played about. Yeah, yeah, that, great, great, great. That actually could be one of my favorite Sega games, like ever. Yeah, I, I, I was so impressed. Really well, because I played the demo and the demo was a bit rubbish or something, and then I went and played the full game. And I was like, "This is amazing! What the <laughs> hell are you doing? Like, like, this is so good!" Oh man. Yeah. So, yeah. but but yeah, what what Sega have been doing, I think, is you know they're taking steps in the right direction, definitely. So, that's that's a good. And I think we should take a quick step back and play some music. You guys requested some songs, so let's play uh, one of those, and we'll be right back on the Sega Lounge. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. This is Radio Sega. My only fate, my only Oh, 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 oh,
You're listening to the Sega Lounge only on Radio Sega. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge, a roundtable episode discussing what's been going on in the world of Sega. Welcome back, guys. You got, you guys mentioned the games. I, I don't think we need to you know, sell the games more. I think <laughs> most of them are good. So, yeah, you guys did a great job there. So I, I'm going to talk about something different. Uh, all the news that have been you know coming out and all the hype they've been creating for new games and everything. So mm-hmm. I think they're, they're handling that um, you know in a better way as well. So also communication. I, I actually um, was talking to Brett from uh, Sega Addicts the other day and um, we agreed that uh, um, I, I think Sega of America have been you know a little on the, the downside with after um, Kelly and Julian left as community managers over there. So apart from Sonic, they haven't been, you know, being a really good job. Haven't been doing a really good job with, you know, um, handling the community. But Sega of Europe have been, have actually been getting better. I think. I'm not sure if you have the same, uh, you know, uh, opinion on that, Graham. Uh, yeah, I actually completely agree with you on that. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah. Previously, we pre like. We seem to have found that Sega America pretty good, and Sega Europe didn't seem to be communicating with us, us as much. Uh-huh. And then suddenly it's completely switched. Um, yeah. And suddenly Sega America's no longer speaking that much. Uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's just done a complete flip, and Sega Europe have been doing a really good job, I think. Yeah. Uh, Maybe yeah, they just swap people. It's actually <laughs> American people. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to Danny Russell from. Uh, so he's the, the community manager of the the mobile division of Sega, mm-hmm. uh, and he's been doing a great job. So uh, the, the the launch of oh by the way game I've been playing as well Crazy Taxi Gazillionaire on ah, yeah. for iOS oh, yeah. and Android. I've seen the faux adverts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a review for us coming soon, but uh, uh, I, I've been playing that, and the promotion they did for that was great. So they sent us a, a little like press kit, mm. which was like a, a starter kit for a taxi driver, <laughs> uh, a bottle, <laughs> a bottle of water, and uh, a box of uh, mints. <laughs> so <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> and there's there's this. Um, corporation in the game called Prestige Mega Corporation uh, and those, so they sent us this as coming from Prestige Mega Corporation so they're the, like the bad guys of the game so uh, in this game you, you're trying to start like a, an empire a taxi driving company empire or something and there's this uh, mega corporation that's like your, your rival and they want to they want you to work for them and so the letter is like, uh, dear sir, madam, don't uh, don't download Crazy Taxi Gazillionaire. <laughs> Come work with us. Yeah. 
<laughs> Yours truly, uh, Edelbert von Guber. <laughs> <laughs> and then and uh, um, there's something like uh, what is it? so as a gesture of good faith we're offering you this generous starter kit free of charge and then the note says printing postage and packaging costs will be removed from your first paycheck <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's there's a little light, nice touch and so uh, just as an example of how communication and Uh, you know, relationship with the community has been improving, I think, at least from this side of the pond. Um, mm. And the way they've, they've been handling news and announcing things, I think they're, they're starting to do it uh, the right way, at least from my perspective. Yeah, yeah, I think something interesting, at least with their Twitter presence, is I feel like the, um, like the franchise-specific Twitter accounts um, uh -huh. are kind of better than the the main <laughs> one at least um, at least in North America because I I feel like you know they started um, which ones have they started they did it there's an official Puyo Puyo yeah. right Yakuza official Yakuza there's the so Crazy now. Taxi one um, as and well it, and I feel like those have been really good um, especially the Yakuza one and um, also I mean obviously the Sonic. Twitter is amazing yeah. um, consistently, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I don't know if they have the same amount of reach um, as like a main Stega account yeah. would. Like, hmm. like we'll go and follow like a Puyo Puyo <laughs> yeah. um, Twitter account outside from like the really hardcore fans. And if you know, if you're trying to like get a message out to like a lot more people then um you know you want to also be doing that on your main account but man i just i feel like but that, I, I, uh, i think that's, you know that's just the thing right i think they're trying to appeal to the hardcore fans first which they yeah. which oh, yes. they haven't in in recent years and if they can get the general public to join in awesome but mm -hmm. i i think that that's the main reason they started you know uh individual and specific uh twitter accounts as well Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Not sure. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I'd yeah. I'd also say as well, mm -hmm. uh, I'd also say as well, their future releases, they seem to be doing really well. I mean, uh, especially with Yakuza Kiwami, since that's actually mm -hmm. only going to be 30 quid when that's released. So not only bringing it west, but at a really good price. Yeah. Really good move there, Sega. Uh, should get more people to buy it, I hope. And, uh, I certainly hope to. Win. Yeah, I, I think the I think the, the reviews for uh, Yakuza Zero will definitely you know boost sales for Yakuza Kiwami. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's really well received. And, uh, the Valkyria Revolution is coming soon, mm -hmm. which I'm quite looking yeah. forward to. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely some good. And of course, well, there are two games in particular which I know we're going to be talking about later on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, some of their more dormant franchises. Mm -hmm. um, 
it, they called it a revival of major IPs. Mm -hmm. And I think like, I feel like everyone kind of jumped to the conclusion like, okay, this means we're going to get like a new Jet Set Radio game on like PS4 and stuff. But um, <laughs> I've, they weren't very specific about what that means. Like, in, they didn't really say like, what's a major IP? Like, are they looking at consoles? Is this PC? Is it arcades? Um, so like, I felt like that was a really exciting announcement, but I can't seem to find like any more information or details about it. So I'm trying to like kind of temper my expectations a little bit. <laughs> How are you guys <laughs> feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, there are so many great, um, so many great franchises which have, uh, have just haven't been, been gone ignored since, ooh, since the 90s. I mean, yeah, I think games like ESWAT and Virtua Cop, heck, I'd even wouldn't mind seeing a new Water Beast if it was done well. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's, yeah, honestly, um, a lot of so many great um, franchises they've got, and yeah, yeah, I'd love to see see them come back. But it's just a question of uh, how well will they be done? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I have, last I time have... we 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 talked, uh, we had a roundtable of these. We I mentioned something uh, that I I still think uh, is 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 a good point. Uh, they should outsource. <laughs> Uh, you know, just look at uh, Dragon's Trap, Wonderboy the Dragon's Trap. These mm -hmm. guys did a great job with this IP. Uh, so yeah. why not? I think that would be a, a good... Uh, what I would like to see w would be like uh, a new Streets of Rage or maybe like... A, I wouldn't mind a, a, a Streets of Rage game in the vein of Dragon's Trap. Like... Uh, Oh, really? You know, have a little like a remake of the original, or maybe one and two put together, or something, or have the the best stages from one, two, and three, or something. But have it like uh, revamped with with modern graphics oh, okay. and a little few Easter eggs here and there, just to test the waters, you know, just as a way to see if there's a market for for a game like that. And I wouldn't That's mind what, them yeah. doing that for, uh, you know, different IPs like I don't know, Shinobi, perhaps Streets of Rage. I think uh, I, I obviously they did have to start with something that has a, a public for it. So like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think Streets of Rage would probably work. Shinobi would probably work as well. Oh, mind you, Shinobi hasn't been as quite as dormant as some of the others. I mean, the most recent yeah. one was on the yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, that was a really good game. Well. Hard as nails, but yeah, great game. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just kind of worried they're they're going to be lots of mobile games. Uh, oh no. Like, like Crazy Taxi Gazillionaire, I've been playing that a little bit, and it's a pretty fun mobile game, but it's not really Crazy Taxi to me. Yeah, it's um, where it's going to go that way. It's going to be games designed for mobile and not not like like uh, you know like how sonic's been released on, on like iphone and stuff where you, you saw the original sonic game i'm thinking they might become modern games that are designed for mobile so just kind of like endless runner type games or something like that which i i know people love them people download them like crazy i just don't enjoy them at all i'm just like eh. <laughs> it's not for me so i'd like to see console releases yeah or something like uh, kc said like a revamp like like dragon's trap mm -hmm. I think yeah. I think PC is going to get a lot of attention as well. I'm not a big PC gamer, as most people know, but I think Sega have been doing a good job on on that front, and I yeah. think they're going to keep, you know, uh, working on on releasing uh, classic games or you know, n not really classic as in as in Mega Drive games, but maybe you know last gen games on on PC. I think that that can work. 
especially the ones that were only released on, on consoles and were well received. I think that's a, like they did with Bayonetta and Vanquish. I think uh, maybe even people have been asking for Jet Set Radio Future. I think that would work on a PC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everybody who loves Jet Set Radio wants that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really. I don't think so. yeah, really cool. And and uh, we, we'll talk about E three in a bit, but I don't know if you guys are going to mention that. But uh, mm-hmm. I think some people are expecting to see Shenmue HD at E three. That, that's something else that's going to be E three. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so I I think that would be a, a great start to this, uh, you know, bringing back dormant IPs. Uh, mm-hmm. And I. Uh, even though I I would prefer to see it on like a PS4 or something, uh, I think they will probably go with the PC on on that one. Not sure, but that's that's my that's what I think about. Yeah, that. it'd be probably be easier to port across as well. Supposedly, are quite easy to port to a PC, so they could take the original Dreamcast versions or something and bring them across and, I don't know, maybe to up the graphics a little bit or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not a developer, so I don't actually know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do something, magic happens, and it works. Yeah. Quite technical. I press a little box on my computer, get angry at it for a second, and then, yeah. So well, well done, Graham. Quite technical. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, some Harry Potter stuff's going on in there. I have no idea what's happening. Awesome. Okay, so uh, Ryan, what's your take on this? What do you think will happen with this uh, revival of dormant IPs thing? Well, um, what I what I hope is going to happen <laughs> is by 2020 we're going to be playing like new Knights games, new Shinobi mm. games, new Fantasy Star single player Fantasy Star. Um, <laughs> on our ps4s or switches or xbox ones and pcs that's what i hope will happen um (laughs) what i'm actually kind of predicting is it's going to be um some some mobile stuff some downloadable ports um some pc ports which is cool um i'm i'm totally fine with that like um, I mean, that's, you know, whatever, you know, if, if we can just get like a, you know, just Skies of Arcadia Legends on, mm-hmm. um, on PC or something, or GameCube Virtual Console on the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. or, you know, on PS4 or whatever, like, even if they're just like ports or, you know, a Skies of Arcadia mobile game or a Shining Force mobile game, like, that's, um, I'd be fine with that. Um, be careful I mean, what I, you wish for. Though. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't so know. Here, here's a card trading game for your phone. No. <laughs> like, at this point, I would not turn that down if it was like a Skies of Arcadia card <laughs> battling game. Hey, I liked. Uh, this Fancy is the Star sound of a desperate man. Episode 3 on GameCube. Like, that, that card battle, uh, that weird game. Um, I'd, I'd take it. But, yeah, you know, I mean, I think. Um, I think want them also to like go out of business making a like super triple a like super monkey ball game that like makes the company go bankrupt because it like totally (laughs) fails when they release it on the same day as the new assassin's creed or something like i don't want like i don't want that to happen so i'm thinking like it would be cool if they did um you know just kind of smaller like maybe like budget price like kind of what they're doing with sonic mania uh-huh, to yeah, be honest, yeah. 
Um, a fantasy star game like that. Sell for 20 bucks, make it downloadable, or have like a $50 collector's edition, whatever. And um, and just give me like a, a solid like throwback game. Um, that would, and same with like Streets of Rage, give it to me with like the, the old sprites. Those Mega Drive sprites still look amazing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I would totally, totally take that. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I think, um, I think I do think people need to keep their expectations in check a bit, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, I like I to think I that. Know. I, th- I like to think that uh, Sega is, you know, some some guy, some you know, big shot at Sega is listening to us right now, and like, okay, mm, let me write it down: Super Monkey Ball Blockbuster Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's um, blow I, you know, all of our money on this. <laughs> but you know, I mean, honestly, though, you look at like kind of what happened last gen, like what happened with like Golden Axe Beast Rider and <laughs> stuff like that, where they tried to go like toe to toe with like you know blockbuster, triple A, like you know Western games and stuff, and like it just, it, I don't think that made them very much money. Yeah. <laughs> they probably yeah. lost money on that. So <laughs> they probably should have. Um, I think they should have actually spent more time, a bit more money to actually make it better. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so we'll we'll yeah, see what happens, mean. right? It's we'll crazy. see what happens. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll, <laughs> we're we're here for another roundtable. We'll we'll have more news on that. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. So Eight let's three. let's yeah let's take a quick music break. We've been talking for quite a while now. Um, I think people have are sleeping right now. So uh, let's uh, bring them back with some music. So we'll play a couple of your requests, okay? And we'll be right back for, you know, just a couple of topics that we'd like to talk about uh, in this episode of the Sec Lounge dedicated to, you know, the first semester of 2017 and to what comes next. So stay tuned, you're listening to Radio Sega, and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
We're back. This is the Sega Lounge, and I'm here this week with good friends of the show, Graham, Ryan, and the winner with you. Welcome back, guys. Hey. Okay, so um, we, we've talked about some of the stuff that's happened so far, so let's look into the future. Uh, so next topic on our list is Sonic games. Okay, so we have Sonic Mania and Sonic Forces. Some stuff has been announced for both games. Um, so I, what I would like to know first is which one of these games are you most excited about? Uh, definitely Sonic Mania. Yeah, um, Sonic Mania for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic two D Sonic style with a sort of, with a sort of traditional two D engine with a Christian Whitehead working on it. I don't see how that could quite easily go wrong, but hope that it won't. Trust me, it won't. It's going to be I, amazing. I, the only way I can see actually going wrong is if they put in the or the sort of lock on attack in it. You know, like as in the modern games. Nah, I don't think oh, so. Yeah. But but. From what I've played so far, it doesn't have that because I've only played. I played a, a demo at uh, Summer of Sonic, and it didn't have that. And I was really happy because I think that ruins Sonic, basically the lock-on attack. So, so far, touch wood, it, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're, we're like two months away from it, give or take. So yeah. August fifteenth, which is Ooh. you know great because not not too long to go. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely most excited for Sonic Mini as well you know it's I, I it can't come soon enough I really need to play it um yeah but so what are your thoughts on what we've seen so far from from both Mania and Forces well um okay so the custom character option in Sonic Forces now that's not something I was expecting <laughs> that, that was a uh, a very interesting addition to a Sonic game, I think. And uh, also, how long before we actually find that like, someone actually creates a character called Original the Character? How long before <laughs> that actually comes to reality? Day one, day one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I have to, yeah, on that, uh, I have to admit, Sonic Forces I'm not so excited about, but that char character customization is actually something I think is actually quite a good idea for the game. Um, simply, it seems like the reaction from like uh, there's the reaction from like the general gamers I've seen has been a bit like, uh, what the hell's this? But a lot of the Sonic <laughs> fans I've seen on Twitter have all been super excited about it. They've been like, oh my god! And I've actually seen people put up like uh, drawings, like concept art they've done in the past and stuff. Like and like I saw a couple of cosplays saying, hey, I can actually try out my cosplay character. They've they've also mm. done like uh, their own sort of Sonic idea like characters in the past. And so this is actually a really good opportunity for them to do that. And I think I don't know if Sega actually paid attention to the fans in the past and saw that they wanted this because if they did that's that's like a really good fan service for them i mean i, I think a lot of gamers going to be like this is i don't get it but i think for, for actual sonic fans i think that's a really cool thing that sega have done um the game itself though i'm just i don't know i find a lot of the modern sonic games to feel kind of like you don't really have any control over sonic you just seem to run in a straight line do the lock-on attack on a, on a few enemies to get across with something, go on a grinding rail. If it was like an endless runner, basically, but with the end to a level, I don't know. I've just never been a big fan of that style of Sonic game. Uh, so I, I'll say I reserve my judgment until I actually play it, but so far, not super excited, but yeah. Yeah, we'll I, I, I feel the same about it. I guess. Because mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah. Uh, well, well, thanks. It is very much a Sonic Generation style thing. So, you know, we've got like classic Sonic and modern Sonic. That does make me a bit more optimistic about it. Well, as he said, you know, I am still going to reserve my judgment because there is still a good chance that it won't be that great. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> it'll, it'll be it. a bad <laughs> game. You know, I don't think it'll be like a Sonic Boom game or something. So, uh, <laughs> it. it, it I think yeah, I mean, kind of depends on on uh, who you talk to. So, basically, what what's happened with 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 Sonic is that Sega divided the fan base. So there's the you know the, the older guys like maybe all of us here that grew up grew up with the classics, and maybe enjoyed a couple of the modern Sonic games as well. And then there's the people who you know grew up with modern Sonic and. Sonic Heroes and Sonic Unleashed and all of that, and that's what they know and love from Sonic. And so those mm. guys couldn't care less about Sonic Mania and think it's yeah. just like a, a, a clone of the, the Mega Drive games. And they're really, really excited for Sonic Forces. And those are the guys that probably have a lot of fan characters and <laughs> are really excited to be able to to have the opportunity to be able to put them in the game, so I think this was like a, a masterstroke from from Sega. This is quite a, a, an excellent idea for those fans. Um, to be honest, it's kind of best of both worlds, really, because for the old style fans, you have Sonic Mania, and for the modern fans, you've got Sonic Forces. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. really, everybody gets exactly. really gets what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody wins, uh-huh. unless the game's turn out rubbish. Hopefully they won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they do turn out really good, then yes. I think uh, we finally everybody's happy for once. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Don't... forces forces is going to be, you know, average, maybe good, not really great. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a really great game, but. I'm I'm I I would be satisfied with just an an, an okay game I think I don't think we'll be yeah. we'll be getting any more than that just an okay game but I'm I'm fine with that as long as Mania is amazing which I think will be yeah <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah I'm I'm definitely more excited for uh, for Mania I mean you know kind of as we all are for the same reasons um, I think that's you know it's what what we've wanted what I've wanted for a very long time um, but I'm I don't know I, I'm feeling pretty good about um, forces um, I do think the custom character stuff I think that's gonna be huge for like youtubers and streamers and I think it's going to like put Sonic in this like kind of mainstream spotlight at least for a moment uh-huh. um, in a pretty positive light um, again unless the game is like totally broken but I have a feeling it won't be because you know I um, I uh, really enjoyed Sonic Generations say it say and it I say it also love. say loved say loved <laughs> I, uh, there, there were a few hiccups in Sonic Generations, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I also liked um, most of Lost World as well. Me too. Me um, too. That's the Wii, Wii U one, right? Yeah, yeah the Wii Lost U World. One. Yeah. The good Wii U one. The good Wii U one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think, um, you know, I think forces coming from, you know, that core Sonic team. 
Um, I think, you know, like, they mostly make games that I enjoy. Like, I like colors a lot as well. Um, the original, like, Sonic Adventure and stuff. So, I, there's probably actually more um, 3D Sonics that I like than don't like, but there hasn't really been one that, like, I love as much as I love, like, the, you know, the classic Genesis games. So, um, I'm, I'm optimistic about um, Forces. I hope they... Like, my biggest thing is, like, I know they want to get, like, Mania and Forces out in, like, the same, like, time frame, you know, the best of both worlds thing we were just mentioning. But if it's not ready, I hope they, like, they sit on it and finish it. it because yeah. I keep feeling like they keep putting out these, like, almost great Sonic games that could have just used, like, three more months of polish. Because I, I feel like there's a bit of that in Generations and definitely in Lost World. And it's like, oh, if you would have just taken a little bit more time with this, like, it could have been really, really great. Yeah. Um, Good. Uh, there's someone... Someone actually said something to me the other day that it's a very similar thing, that they hope that if it is, isn't quite ready, they do sit on it, just like you said, because they said, um, even though you can update a game, you know, to do patches and stuff, as soon as a game's released, if it's if it's got something bad about it, it's remembered for being bad, even if that's fixed straight away. It's always going to be remembered yeah. for being bad, but if you can sit on it for a mm-hmm. month or two, make it good, as soon as it's released and it's good, people remember it for being a really good game. So yeah, that's, uh, cause that's happened a lot of, a lot of things. Um, yeah, like, like um, uh, what's that? Aliens Colonial Marines, like when that was released, that's obviously terrible. Mm-hmm. But I, I played the patched version afterwards, and it was—it's not a great game by any means, but it's a lot better than it was. And I was like, if they just waited and released the patch version, people wouldn't have been hating it so much. Like it's—it's, it's, uh, yeah, um, man. Um, oh, actually, sorry. Can I? Can I? I just want to do a shout out to another Sonic game um, sure. at this point because it was actually released. It's actually released this year, um, but it's not an official Sonic game. Has anyone played Sonic Time Twisted? Oh, no, that's that's not Lake Pepper one, is it? Because he also did... Um, that that sparked the electric gesture. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, now this one's by Overbound Game Studio. Um, they spent 12 years making it. Um, and I think if you're excited for Ma- Sonic Mania, this is actually a perfect game to play because it, it came out in April this year and it, it's a really good game. They actually built... It's a Sonic fan game, but they built it all from the ground up. So the music, the sprites and everything are their own creation. And they've done a really good job behind it. And it feels just like a, a real Sonic game. Uh, it's a little bit easier than some of Sonic games, which is really good. And with Mania coming out, I sort of thought, oh, I'll give this a try. I was like, this is so good. Like, I hope mm. Mania is as good as this game, basically. Mm. If Mania is as good as this game, it's going to be great. Awesome. Cool. Get it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, download it. It's free. To- oh, yeah, it's free to download. If anyone wants to download it. Uh, go to overboundstudio.com or something. It's, uh, Sonic Time Twisted. It's there. Download it. Yeah. <laughs> I have no association with that game, by the way. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So we're, we're only two months away from Mania and Forces, you know, is, is coming uh, this holiday season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, so I think we'll, we'll just jump right into the, the last topic. Uh, we, we've got for for the week uh, E3 E3 Woo-hoo. starts mm-hmm. this weekend so we're obviously Ooh. doing this live on a Thursday uh, <laughs> right guys 
Yeah, yeah. Good, good Thursday. You, great weather. You damn liars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend, uh, we'll we'll start having the, you know all the, the conferences from the companies and everything. So E3 starts uh, <laughs> next week, and. Um, Sega and Atlas are, are going to be there, so there's there's going to be a Sega, Sega, Sega and Atlas, uh, Seglas. Yes, one day we'll have Seglas. Um, <laughs> Sega and Atlas <laughs> booth, Sega of America and Atlas booth, and then there will be a Sega of Europe booth as well for PC stuff. Um, you know, uh, confirmed to be playable Sonic Mania, Sonic Forces, and Total War Warhammer as well. Um, so, what do you guys think will happen? Will we see new stuff at E3, or will we just uh, see the, the 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 stuff that has been announced so far? The, there's something we actually uh, brought up on, we found out about on Se Sega Nerds quite recently. Um, it's something called Sega Forever. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah, yeah, the new, the new, you know, corporate identity. Is that it? No, 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 no. Is that that's, the Twitter um, account that that's no. been created as well? Sega Forever. Uh, I know of that. Might, might. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, basically, there there's yes, it's the official Sega. Yeah. Okay. So this is something that we're kind of excited about because we there's a YouTuber out there who's actually done a video about it. He, there's some guy. Um, I can't remember where it was like from the Philippines or something. Downloaded Comic Zone on his uh, his, his iOS uh, his. Um, his iPhone or whatever um, and it's a weird it's a different version to other ones or something because it's actually got like a link to something called Sega Forever and it looks like it's going to be like a um, sort of streaming service from for old classic Sega games um, so it's, nothing's been revealed yet but that's what it looks like it looks like an, an online service that you can like I think you can play games for free but you have adverts or you can buy a subscription And, and you get ad-free version and they also have like a link to a um, like a, an online survey and on the online survey it's talking about all these retro classic Sega things as like I think it was like 50 games or something they mentioned like have you played these games in the past and it had tons of games on it and we were like I wonder if this is going to be mentioned at E3 because they've made the Twitter account I think they've also made a Reddit account as well um, and something else um Maybe, I, yeah, yeah, I can't I remember. So. Yeah, I think so. Things. I think yeah, I've seen um, that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, might, I might send you a link to it because we we, mm -hmm. we managed to find out quite a bit of information about it. But yeah, it looks really interesting. So that's something I'm excited about. I think that's going to be mentioned at E3. I'm not sure. I could I could be wrong. Quite easily, but <laughs> check it out. Sega Forever, guys. Okay. <laughs> so we'll we'll keep our eyes on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what about you, Ryan? What are you expecting from this year's E3? Um, I mean, all that I'm expecting is what they've said. Um, I'm I'm super curious to hear people's hands-on um, Sonic Forces demo experiences. Um, that will be definitely something I want to be checking out on podcasts and videos and write-ups and stuff. So I'm super excited to kind of um, learn a little bit more how that plays, how it looks, how it runs, um, all of that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really get into the Warhammer stuff, so there's not um, much for me there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of expecting what's already been 
said, um, I guess my my hopes would be, um, you know, maybe at the Nintendo event, um, Nagoshi reveals what he's him and his team are working on for Switch um, because they did come out at that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not necessarily him and his team, but um, you know, he did come out at that Switch reveal event and. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I just, say I that just we're, we're come, on come on the st- come on stage with all like this gold rings and everything, oh, yeah. <laughs> full of bling, yeah, and say skin, like coat, <laughs> and just make it rain <laughs> on the audience. <laughs> yes, <laughs> dollar bills and well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. If if it's the Nintendo event, though, it's just going to be digital. So, ah, yes. uh, oh, unfortunately. I, I, I still that, remember fondly also, that, that uh, Sega Direct thing they did with Nintendo. So he, he oh yeah, that was the so Goshi fun. and in yeah. Iwata. It, it was like with, 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 uh, was was oh uh, Yakuza One and Two uh, HD on the Wii U, right? That was for that I think. Uh, they yeah. announced that and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, like I did um, pretty badly apparently. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's I don't I don't see another Yakuza game releasing on a Nintendo system, but yeah. I would like to see um, a new Monkey Ball, um, for sure. Like I think that would be a great fit for oh, Switch. Oh, I think so too. Um, yeah. yeah. And, um, and then I would love to see you know if there is if Nintendo is revealing like Virtual Console stuff, I'd love to see Sega being a partner there um, because they were amazing on the Wii virtual console like all their arcade games the game or the um master system games the mega drive games all that and then the stuff they did on 3ds with the game gear games yeah was really great too the sega 3d classics like like just yeah getting some of their classics um out there and then um as far as like maybe at either I I don't know who this would be. Maybe at um, Sony or Microsoft. Uh, I think the time is about right for Virtual Fighter Six. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's an E3 announcement or something more like towards Tokyo Game Show. Um, would be my other like kind of plausible hope. Um, I have like a million like pie in the sky dreams and wishes but like those are the ones that i think could actually maybe happen Mm -hmm. this this could be a really tenuous connection um you know the new xbox uh, live um game pass service you where you get like 100 games a month something Mm -hmm. i just went on the trial of that and it's got virtual fighter 5 final showdown yeah so maybe you know (laughs) testing the waters there a bit the other day (laughs) (laughs) who knows who knows yeah (laughs) I think we'll definitely get a uh, PSO2. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> oh, um, I know this was mentioned earlier, no. but I, I do hope they have a Shemu HD sort of announcement. I was actually going to say that. I think, I actually think they will say something about Shenmue HD. Uh, I'm not sure if, if at E3, but I think this year, I think it would be a, 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 an enormous mistake if they don't release uh, an HD version of 1 and 2 before 3 comes out. Which oh, yeah. I'm not entirely oh, yeah. sure it really comes out this holiday season. I'm, I'm still, you know, waiting for uh, uh, the game to be delayed. I think, you know, yeah. it's, it's 
They haven't said anything yet, but they won't be going to E3 to showcase the game, so uh, which made a few people, you know, get angry at them. But uh, it's totally understandable because they they're focused on on you know making the game. So I'm not sure if if we'll get Shenmue 3 this holiday season, as they said. But um, I think Sega would be mad to just not um, release. Uh, you know, maybe an HD collection, one into HD or something, before three comes out. So I think yeah, they'll definitely I, do I, I it this year. This in the last round table, round table as well, but it would be a bit silly to, you know, just have release Shenmue three and uh, not have newcomers have no idea what's going on because they've never played the first two games. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if they're gonna have like a recap video. You know, like. Oh, oh Shenmue the movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shenmue 2 and Xbox, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they might, yeah. Yeah, let's, I, let's hope they do. I, <laughs> with, um, you know, with the team um, for Shenmue 3 not being at E3 this year, I don't know if we're going to hear anything about Shenmue this year. I think, I don't think Shenmue 3 is a 2017 game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's 2018 mm-hmm. at the earliest. And I think maybe as we get closer to that and as they... Maybe like when they announce the release date, mm-hmm. um, when they're kind of going through their final round, which will, I'm guessing, probably be like summer yeah. 2018. Me um, if that, um, I think that would be the time to announce the remasters because if they like announce those remasters, they get those out, and then the game gets delayed another one or two years like if they need more time which is totally possible because i'm sure mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty ambitious um then yeah so i don't know i don't know if we'll see that at e3 but i that's a good point i yeah. mean i wouldn't hate it if we mm-hmm. did yeah yeah i think it is definitely too much scope for it to come out this year I Although, also 2018 and later earliest i think yeah going back to the point you just said actually in the run-up to shenmue 3 Surely the HD ports would actually bring a bit of excitement about the franchise, and like more people will like might might download Shimmy HD and be like, "Oh, this is a really cool game." And then the, then they hear about Shimmy Three, they're like, "Oh my god, Shimmy Three's coming out!" I'm really excited for that as well. <laughs> um, like, I think it could like, and for those people waiting for Shimmy Three, if Shimmy Three's delayed like another year or so, they've got the HD ports to play, and you know, it might it might it might make them want to actually download and play that. Um, like, I, like if they came in at the same time, some people might be like, oh, I'll just go for number three. Fuck it, let's, let's do that. But I don't know. Do you, do you not think there could be a benefit in re- announcing it earlier? Or releasing it a bit earlier? Like an HD port? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think definitely releasing it before Shenmue 3 um, by, like, a few months. Because those games are long, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, if, if you are, like, even just replaying those, those games are long. But, you know, we... We kind of talked about this on the the last roundtable that I was on. Um, those games are also really weird and <laughs> may not totally jive with what people expect. You know, modern audiences expect from games if they are like straight ports. Like, I mean, even just the way you they control and everything um, might be kind of off putting to some people. Mm-hmm. So I think again, it's like a really delicate. Um, thing and I don't, I don't know if like like Sony's stage at E3 is like you know that audience is like exactly the audience for um, you know these HD ports. I don't know. 
Okay, no, it's, it's going to be really weird. weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, I think we can all agree that it can go either way. We can get yeah. Shadow <laughs> HD uh, at E3, or we can get nothing at all. As we probably will. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> one thing I I think I, I they, they should um, use E three for is to promote Valkyrie Revolution and Yakuza Kiwami as well, uh, yeah. which I, I yes. think they will somehow. But I I don't think they've announced the, these as being playable at the event. So <clears throat> not sure what why not. But um, maybe they they want to focus on Sonic and, and PC, perhaps. Yeah, but, uh, I I think. This would be a great opportunity, especially since some people have, or many people have played Yakuza Zero recently. So it's been released mm -hmm. like four months ago or something, February, I think. And yeah, so some people are probably still playing that. It's a long game as well. You've got loads of stuff to do. Um, and so they could, you know, just uh, showcase Kiwami there as well, because it's the next chapter. So if people played Zero, Kiwami is like, you know, the, the non-sequel sequel to Zero. Well, it's the, it's the original sequel so, uh, <laughs> to Zero. Yeah. So it, it would make sense that they could, you know, capitalize on, on people's interest for Zero with Kiwami on E3. But I, I don't know if they will do that. Um, also, what, one thing so that... Maybe. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, maybe, perhaps even, maybe an English trailer for Yakuza 6. I mean, it's probably a long shot, but might not be a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That I could see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe at, at the, the, the Sony conference or something. Yeah, I can see that happen happening, yeah. Um, I have a question. Um, what is the consensus on Valkyria Revolution? Um, from like people who have played like the import version, fans and stuff, because I know it's like a bit of a departure from like the the gameplay formula in the original Valkyria uh, Chronicles games. Um, is it like? I know some people were kind of disappointed with it when it was first like announced, first shown and stuff, but the game has come out in Japan, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yes, it has. Oh, oh man, I, yeah, it has. I, I actually don't know. If it was well received or not, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. That's a good point. So I don't know. Maybe Famitsu or something will have probably reviewed it. Valkyrie Revolution was released for the PS4 and Vita in Japan. I think we're getting PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, in the West, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Japan only got the Vita version and PS4, and uh, both uh, got 32 out of 40. Oh, that's quite good. An eight, that's a good. nine, yeah. an eight, and a seven for both. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So not not bad at, all. not bad at all. I'm I'm really excited. I I loved. I I'm not um, a big RPG fan, you know. Especially like strategy RPGs and everything. I know you guys uh, probably are, but uh, Valkyrie Revolu uh, Valkyrie Chronicles was probably the first game of the genre that made me made me actually want to play more RPGs uh, and more turn-based RPGs. So mm. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely up for for this one, and we'll, we'll probably have a, a good time with it. Unless they really destroy like two. Too uh, too far from the, the original formula. Hmm. 
Now, I'm not really a fan of strategy RPGs myself, but Shining Force is a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did actually take a Shining to um, Valkyria Chronicles, even though I didn't really play it very much. Ah. I really should mm-hmm. at some point. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, you know. But sometimes, and you know, if probably it's done not well, intended. If it's done well, you know, I, you know, I, I, it does actually get my interest. In, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that's what it is with Valkyria. Yeah, I'm not a huge. I don't think I've really played that many strategy games except for Shining Force and Valkyria Chronicles. And Valkyria Chronicles really stands out for me as being an excellent game. And I don't know. Now I'm worried about the Revolution. Now, now that I know that it may be slightly different because, ah, but I'm, I'm I'm excited for it anyway because I've got I don't have a PlayStation Four, but I've got an Xbox One, and I'm really happy it's coming out on Xbox One. So yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that that I think um, people are, are you know excited for is uh, news for the the Yakuza series after six. So Nagoshi has announced that there will be news soon. I'm not expecting that uh, at E3, but TGS most definitely. So mm-hmm. I think we'll get. I think you know it, it's more logical to expect you know new stuff from from you know classic. Japanese IPs for for or from TGS than E3, so I think E3 will focus more on Sonic and PC mm-hmm. stuff, and we'll definitely get yeah, more yeah. news yeah. on Western, on TGS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. so yeah, I think I think that's it for all the topics we had. Anything you guys would like to add before we go? Uh, nothing. I'd. Nothing I uh, have once said. I, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's been uh, fun to have you guys here. So let me just uh, go around the table to talk about a few of your projects. So, Graham, you're our big Sega Nerds and Mega Visions guy. So, um, and Mega Visions, Chris, I think will be, will actually be at E3, right? Yeah, you've got a couple of guys, Chris and Marcid. Okay. So you guys will have. Uh, uh, good coverage of, of E3 uh, in the next issue of Mega Visions, right? So, yep, that's right. Yes, yeah, so we're having quite a bit of a E3 focus, maybe a bit on Sega Nerds as well. Okay. I think a lot of it's going to be on, on Mega Visions too. Okay, okay, excellent. Um, and so, you know, people just go to megavisionsmag.com and segnerds.com to follow Graham's yes. work. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so yeah we, we can't stress this enough Megavisions is a, a great magazine so go get it people do it yeah, with a great Radio Sega feature every issue yeah you know that's the best part you know we don't like to brag it is <laughs> <laughs> nah <laughs> okay Ryan uh, Nintendo Fun Club podcast Nintendo oh no yes uh, so <laughs> Uh, I hear what? you, you guys. Guy? Get him. <laughs> the enemy has infiltrated the radio him. show. <laughs> uh, intruder alert! Um, so, so I, I, I um, hear you. You guys had had some good news about the podcast recently, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So we actually have a um, we have a partnership that's maybe going to let us maybe make some money <laughs> um, which is not something we have done um, in our entire five years um, we have been you know paying for everything out of pocket we've had no ad revenue or anything but we uh, 
we um, have a partnership with um, T Public, and ooh, um, and ooh. so we're you know um, that's what we're kind of using now. We have some some plans on how to kind of promote that, how to maybe um, give some uh, some discounts and stuff. But um, you know, if you go to our site, there's um, links there um, for some really cool shirts, and um, we have a few on there that might be of interest to um, Sega fans. Um, there's a Fantasy Star Online one, um, a uh, Skies of Arcadia shirt, and um, and a uh, Super Monkey Ball Katamari Damacy uh, mashup Ooh, nice. shirt. And any of those, we uh, get a little bit of money, um, which would be great for um, paying for some of our uh, <laughs> hosting fees and all that. Um, but... Of Super Monkey Ball, we just um, for our five-year anniversary episode of the show, um, we did a Super Monkey Ball one and two um, episode. Uh, that is episode 138 of the podcast, um, talking about those games on the GameCube, and um, and I recorded some video of um, kind of revisiting Super Monkey Ball one and two, um, and kind of talking about those. So. Um, like monkey ball uh check that out yeah so really, uh, where, where can we find yeah. this podcast what's it called uh n- it's called nintendo fun club podcast and it is just nintendo fun club podcast.com cool sweet. and if i'm not mistaken you it's a podcast about nintendo and about fun yes both of those things <laughs> <laughs> as you will be reminded every episode if you listen to it which i do so it's it's a very Thank very you. entertaining uh, a podcast so i i definitely would recommend uh, i would recommend it if i didn't hate nintendo as i obviously do uh oh, never no, never so ever played any <laughs> nintendo games no nintendo are evil <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> and a winner with you so um, we'll have uh, strangely enough after this we'll have memories of Sega on the show so yep. this week dedicated this. to Vanquish as I already mentioned yes but yes because the PC version's out I thought why not plus I was actually really struggling to think of a game especially since I'm again as a result of uh, me having to get a new PC and being able to uh, afford office so um, I've had to download so I thought for a while I'd have to uh, not be able to make memories of Sega for a while, but uh, no, I, I do actually have a free office program now, so uh, yeah, I can still I can still make uh, I can still keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, got us worried there for a moment, but all's good all's good so there's that as well um guys thank you so much for coming on on the show it's always great uh, to to have you and, and always we have always a lot of fun uh with these roundtables so hopefully you'll come back in a few months or so to see what oh, happened absolutely. at e3 yeah. and other stuff <laughs> okay. i would love to Absolutely, yeah. And we'll take a quick music break, so we'll play another one of your uh, requests. And afterwards, we have memories of Sega, and I'll just be back for a really, really short after-hour segment to just talk a bit about a few Radio Sega-related stuff. But keep listening to us. This is the Sega Lounge, and you're listening to Radio Sega.
take a different guest, Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. From the 90s to the present, take a trip back in time with A Winner Was You as he looks back at the Sega games that defined his life. Memories of Sega. Following its recent PC release, I'd say now might be a good time to do a segment regarding Vanquish, a third-person shooter originally released on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 in 2010. Developed by Platinum Games and directed by Shinji Mikami of Resident Evil fame, this game is best described as a turbocharged take on Gears of War, but with its own unique gimmicks. Here, you have the ability to slide on the ground for greater mobility, as well as a handy bullet time slow-mo ability. Combine that with a frantic gameplay, a nice selection of weapons and plenty of crazy set pieces, and you have a real keeper here. Though it probably wasn't the first time I'd heard of a game, my earliest memory of it was on none other than Radio Sega. I remember there being a thread on the forum regarding the game, and that it would be a potential Halo beta. Now for me that wouldn't be so hard, as I'm not very keen on Halo, but as a shooter I wasn't very keen on it at first. Too many of them around you see, and I was more interested in titles like Bayonetta, The Tales games, those sorts of things. However, as the months went on and I heard more and more about it, I became more interested. The game's European release date would just so happen to coincide with the first day of the London Expo in October. So, as the show wouldn't open until 2pm, I decided to go to Lakeside first, as it was on the way. While there, I saw the game at the game store there, and I bought it. Of course, as I'd be spending the whole weekend at Expo, I wouldn't get the chance to play the game until Sunday evening when I got home. But put it on I did, and boy was I in for a treat. I found this game to be seriously fun. Again, modern shooters aren't really my thing, but Vanquish had that certain pull that got me straight into it. From a delirious pace of the awesome mechanics, I found it hard to resist. The controls felt very tight and the guns very satisfying to use. More than anything else though was the sliding. Who boy was that ever fun. Not always recommended though. I remember booting the game up one day and as soon as I loaded my uh, save file up, I started sliding immediately. Right alongside a truck that then exploded, killing me instantly just seconds after I started playing. I still regard that to be one of my favourite stupid deaths in a game, and it still makes me chuckle every time I think about it. I didn't find the game to be massively difficult, and I found the final boss and ending to be a little underwhelming, the latter clearly leaving things open for a sequel which sadly never happened. Who knows, maybe if a Steam release does well enough, maybe Platinum can be convinced to make it happen. I'd sure like to see it happen. In a generation full of shooters, be they first or third person, it takes a lot to get my attention, and that's exactly what Vanquish did. I'd say it's still one of the most fun games of its type. It's mostly the speed of mechanics that made it work so well in my opinion, and it's clear how much work Platinum put into it. It's my favourite third person shooter out there, and now that it's available on PC it's even easier to see just how much fun it is. Get it and prepare to kick some ass. Memories of Sega.
Get Vanquish if you haven't done so yet. That was a it was you with Memories of Sega. And we're back for the After Hours segment of this show. Uh, so we, we had a longer show this week with the Roundtable uh, edition of the Sega Lounge. Uh, it's It's been great to have the, the guys over. So thanks again to a it was you, Graham and Ryan. Check out their projects. You know where to look for Nintendo Fun Club Podcast, Megavision, Sega Nerds. Uh, we resume memories of Sega right here on the Sega Lounge. Before we go, let me just talk about something that uh, I wanted to share with, with you guys. So you probably remember uh, Dylan Cornelius from Sega Does, uh, a blog dedicated to reviewing all games released on each of Sega's consoles. And Dylan has been doing this for the past three years. It's crazy. Uh, but he's doing a great job. However, you know, as projects grow bigger, ideas grow bigger, people need help. So a few days ago, uh, Dylan uh, posted something on Segadas.com, Segadas.com, uh, his blog, about needing help from people. So he's looking for two people. Uh, he's looking for a writer who's proficient in both Japanese and English and would be excited about reviewing Japan-only Sega games, and for one additional writer who can submit no less than three and no more than five reviews a month. He's looking for these two people to uh, help him with Sega does. Uh, as he says on, on the blog post, you don't have to love Sega, but you have to have an affinity for them. So that's helpful. So if you're listening to this, you probably at least have an affinity for Sega. But, but you know, most likely you like or love Sega. So that's something that uh, you got covered. So if you want, if you're thinking of applying for these positions, you will get uh, a part of Dylan's earnings with his Patreon account, with his Patreon uh, page. So if you were thinking about this and if you're wanting to earn some money while uh, doing some reviews of Sega games, this is the job for you. You can go to segadas.com and look for the Segadas Needs You post or you can uh, actually send an email to shub542 at yahoo.com by June 16th. So that's shub S-H-U-B 542 at yahoo.com that's Dylan's email and you can uh, write him uh, and let him know that you want to apply for this position. Uh, More details on segadas.com we'll have the link for podcast listeners uh, in the description of the podcast as well and you know check it out on segadas.com Dylan's doing a great job he's a good friend of the show great guy and so you should definitely check that out if you're interested in having uh, you know a, a part in this great po- project that is Sega's reviewing all games all games that were released on Sega consoles so that's it for this week's Sega Lounge episode a roundtable episode yet again um, we'll have our next episode not sure if next week so heads up we're, I'm unsure if we'll have an episode next week because of scheduling conflicts with our guests but um, in our next episode for sure we'll have a Radio Sega's review of Crazy Taxi Gazillionaire which is uh, out now for iOS and Android platforms and we'll share our thoughts on that and we're 
also working on having uh, someone from uh, the developing team of that game uh, on the show. Not sure if on the next episode or the one after, but they're coming on the show soon to chat about uh, Crazy Taxi Gazillionaire. You can try it for free with ads on iOS and Android phones or tablets. So this has been the Sega Lounge. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm KC. I'll be back on the next episode of the Sega Lounge. I hope you keep enjoying Radio Sega. Check out radiose.ga shows for our full lineup of shows. Next one being Topical Resort with Viper Friday tomorrow at 7pm Western Europe time for your enjoyment. I hope you like this show. Don't forget to come back on the next episode the Sega Lounge will open its doors for you. Bye-bye.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.